bread way back when, when you went to school? Yeah. Did they have Wonder Bread? They did. Did you eat Wonder Bread in elementary school? I probably did. I don't know. I don't think my mom bought it, but I'd have it. I mean, it was around, yeah, Wonder Bread. I mean, that's the worst thing ever. So did you live through the invention of sliced bread or? (laughs) Wow. Did you just do that to set him up? If you did, I'm I'm amazed. It was impressive. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> a little. <laughs> I, I thought you were like being serious, oh, yeah, and I then, took a, I took <laughs> you're like, you said us. I was like, oh, what's her next question? I was like, oh my goodness. <laughs> it was well done. Our goal on this podcast is to know Jesus better and by the power of his spirit, do better. So together we can be a little better. Well, welcome to A Little Better. So glad to have you here for week number two. I can count to two. It's week two, right? Am I right about that? Week Week number two out of six. People are asking my group, how long is this series going to go? They're very excited about it. I think they're happy that there's more to come. But let's talk about this past Sunday, Drew. So thank you for week two and Dear God, our series on prayer. And why don't you catch people up with your sermon in 60? Yeah, this week we answered the question, why is prayer so important? And ultimately, we kind of shattered the the idea that prayer is just to get from God. But mm. ultimately, you know, we look at Jesus' teaching his disciples to remain in him. And so prayer helps us do that. It helps us stay connected to the vine. It strengthens our relationship with God. It declares our dependence on him. It helps us produce fruit, and it gives us access to the power of God. And so the point was, why, if, if that's true, why wouldn't we do it? And so then we issued this prayer challenge and hopefully you at this point are you know a couple days into it you're mm-hmm. you're you're feeling good about it but you should still realize there's five more days to go so <laughs> depending on when you listen to this right and uh Michelle our outreach director is joining us today and uh Michelle what did what did Drew not talk about you wish he'd talked about I, yeah, I sure. often do the question is for Drew what do you leave on the table but yeah, uh, we just flip the script flip the script I like so it. Michelle what I like would you script. wish was added to the table or was he or, yeah. or did you come away with okay, a so, fully satisfied meal um man there's just so much with prayer I mean how can you just be satisfied with it is God just you, he leaves you yeah. wanting more right mm-hmm. so I think um, I think when it comes to Drew's sermon, one of the most memorable things was when he talked about the power of God and accessing the power of God. Um, and so, when, what I was thinking about, and what I would be eager to hear more about, or you know, just delve into myself, would be uh, what does petition look like? So, asking God for things. I think a lot of times that's where our prayers start. Um, but then maybe as we walk along in our Christian faith, we feel like we ought not to ask God for things because He is big and He is sovereign. And he's in control anyways. And so mm. then sometimes I don't allow like the power of God to influence my daily life because I just don't ask him for anything. Mm. Um, and so I think, I think that's one of, the, one of the things that I was thinking about as you were teaching and, um, and just uh, like an area of prayer that I need to get a little bit stronger in would be not just to come to God. I mean, we come to God with our thoughts, with mm-hmm. our feelings. We come to him with all of those things. Like Drew was saying, you know, it doesn't matter if your eyes are open or closed or if your hands are clasped or not. Like there's a lot of things about prayer that we do just by rhythm. Um, mm-hmm. But those things don't make it prayer. Um, it needs to be that connection piece with God. Um, but I think sometimes I'm apt to bring to God my emotions, but then not he is all powerful and I just don't ask him to help me. I just say, 
this is where I'm at, this is how I'm feeling, give mm. me peace, rather than, can you heal me? Mm. Can you give me the things that I need? Can you provide for me and my friends and my family? You know, and so I don't, I don't necessarily take that extra step mm-hmm. um, in some of those conversations. <clears throat> so there's the danger of not asking when we should, and there's certainly encouragement from Jesus for us to ask. I love all those times where he turns around and says to someone, looks them in the eye and says, what do you want? Mm. What do you want? Yeah. I, I, you know, he, he likes to have us ask. But then there's times that we can ask in a bad way, sure. you know, too. Yeah. But what I love, Drew, about, you know, you know, that access to power came late in your sermon because you started with the statement that prayer is a relationship builder. And you talked about connection with God. And um, I was just kind of curious, like for us here in this room, um, any relationship ups, downs, insights? What what have you seen, you know, over the years in terms of your relationship and prayer, and how have those things, you know, gone gone together? I think for me, um, you know, prayer early on was, um, you know like talking to God, but it was so like, I I think I just had a bad perspective of what prayer was. Like, again, that traditional, I grew up in a traditional Baptist church and the way they taught prayer was, you know, this is what prayer is. And there was this, like these confines, uh, these, these like fences that like, if you're doing anything outside this fence, it's really not prayer. And I think over time and, and just being with God and reading his word, like, I just think we have to kind of almost, I talked a little bit about this is like break the barriers of tradition of that prayer. And I feel like I'm kind of at a spot in my life with God that I, I, I feel like I'm, I'm beginning to accomplish that, right? Mm-hmm. Where I am, like, I really take those words, pray without ceasing seriously. And like, how can I do that? Well, like, I, I just feel like I'm constantly talking to God, whether it is like an actual, what, what we would label prayer, where I use my words, dear God, blah, 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 blah. Or like my thoughts, I'm like, oh, okay, hey God, I need this. Will you help me? You know, like, or just like, I think about my wife, we were talking about this earlier in my marriage. Like I'm constantly throughout the day, my wife's teaching our kids, she homeschools, like we're constantly talking, texting. Like there's, there's, it feels like there's this flow every day of like connection between my wife and I, even though we're not mm-hmm. present together. Um, and I, I feel like that's what I, I've, I've learned to grow in with God is like, he can hear my thoughts. He knows what's in my heart. He, and I, I just constantly like, hey, God, I'm, I don't feel good right now. Give me energy. Like, I need you, God. Like, uh, you know, just constantly just babbling to God through my thoughts, feelings, emotions, like pray without ceasing. I feel like that's the journey that I'm trying to get better at. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that would be like a, essentially practicing the presence of God. How do we stay all the time? I mean, in your sermon, you talked about staying connected to the vine, yeah. you know, and, and that how it's, it's really, really important. If you want to be healthy and produce fruit, that we have to stay connected and have our power flow, flow through him um, and like... If in an agricultural sense, you need constant sunshine, constant water, constant, yeah. you know, you need, you need a steady flow of those things. Um, and so I, I, yeah, I totally agree. I think that those, as far as a relationship building aspect of prayer, it's just being able to talk to God and, and, and getting 
getting it to be second nature. Um, and I, and I do think that that takes time. There was times in my life where I didn't feel second nature. When I prayed, I didn't feel any connection. It was just kind of stale. I did it because I knew that I ought to, Mm -hmm. I would pray sometimes and really know that God was listening. And I'd pray other times and and I was skeptical. Like, I don't know, like I'm saying this prayer, like, I hope God, I hope you're hearing me. Like in theory, you are all powerful. So you ought to be hearing me. I'm not really like sensing anything here, you know, and like, I I totally can understand why somebody would come to prayer and say, you know, I said some words to an empty room and I just don't know that Mm. anybody is listening. Mm -hmm. And I think that that is just, that is the thing that I'm walking away from this series. And it's just like, God is listening and he hears our prayers even when the answer isn't what we want even when i don't feel that connection he hears our prayers and he's listening yeah that's go ahead you were gonna say something or i I was gonna say something um just on the sense of like even when we talk about prayer um we usually say talking with god and i think in my study i don't know if i would use that word talking not because it's wrong but because it it i feel like for us in our our culture talking means what we're doing right now. And I'm, I'm learning and maybe this is right. But like when I'm reading my Bible, I'm praying because don't we say, right? God speaks through his word. So if I'm with God and he's speaking to me, isn't that prayer? I think what we've done in, I've done this is like, we've built this, like, again, this traditional thing of like reading your Bible and praying are different. And they are, but are they the same thing? You know, and it's just like communing with God. Anytime I'm communing mm-hmm. with God, I'm praying. I'm, you know, and I love, that's what I love about Craig Groeschel's quote in the first, he's like, prayer is a transfer, right? It's a transfer, it's a communication of my thoughts, my feelings, my dreams, my dream, like mm-hmm. all this stuff. And I think <clears throat> I'm learning like how big prayer is. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when in pray without ceasing is not as daunting as I think it is. I mean, there's so much in what you guys both share. <laughs> I wanted to, such great stuff all the way through there. But just to do the last first, that praying without ceasing, it can't possibly mean we never leave our prayer closet. Right. It has to be a life of prayer. Michelle, you're talking about practicing the presence of God. The presence of God is a reality, whether we practice it or not. He is always yeah. there, but to be in tune yeah. um, with mm. that. And then the dry spells, you know, too. I, I'm thinking about, you know, you talk about just, you know, you pray and wonder if it's doing any good. I think you said in week one, there's times you just feel like you're rocking it, and then the front feel like, I don't have a clue as to what I'm doing. I've certainly gone through the times of, I mean, it gets as dark as, you know, there's praying, wondering if it works, and it's just like, are you really there, God? Yeah. You know, I mean, I'm sure that a number of people listening to us have wrestled, you know, with that. And prayer, to me, is the ultimate expression of faith because it's, you can do almost anything else and it makes some sort of sense, do good works, you know, I mean, there's all this benefit or whatever, but there's no value to prayer whatsoever if he's not there, yeah. right? It's the ultimate expression of faith. Then there's times where you just have to push through, right? Just, you know, keep, mm. keep at it. Because there's certainly, there's faith over feelings, right? There's times when there are wonderful feelings in prayer, you know, an experience of a relationship yeah. and a connection. And there's other times, um, where it's just, you know, you just, you're, you're faithful and you just 
keep on. Just grind, yeah. Yeah. Um, I, you gave a challenge, and we've mentioned it, right? You mentioned it right at the beginning. People might be two, three days, whatever, into this challenge. We gave people options. That's what you intend to do, right? So yep. like seven minutes, 30 minutes, an hour yep. in prayer. Um, I think there are people listening to us for whom an hour is terrifying. <laughs> there are people listening to us for whom seven minutes is terrifying, yeah. right? It's just, I mean, it's a blank canvas, what, how, how do you tackle seven minutes? How do you tackle an hour? What, and even here among us, I mean, what's the longest we've spent in prayer and how has that gone? What, 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 how do we even approach Begin? that? Yeah. yeah. I, I would love to answer that. So, um, Drew, you were saying when you are reading your Bible, when you're praying, you are communing with God. And I guess there's a lot of different things in the Christian life that can help us to get into the presence of God, yeah. right? Like, it's almost like, how do I get into the throne room for yeah. a hot minute? And <laughs> and the way that the ways that you do that is through reading your Bible and connecting. It is through maybe spoken or silent prayers. It can also just be through silence, just sitting and being quiet for a minute, for like one to two minutes, mm-hmm. um, maybe even a little bit longer than that, you know, mm-hmm. maybe ten minutes. Yeah. But but if you're having, if you're looking at a seven minute slot, maybe you just start off with like, I'm going to take a moment, and I'm just going to try to like connect with God, and then I'm going to listen to a worship song. Mm-hmm. And for me, when I listen to worship songs, sometimes I'm like that person that puts it on loop. And somebody's like, why are you still listening to that same worship song? It's been 30 minutes, you know, it's been an hour. And I don't care, the song is great, but yeah. the song gets me into the presence of God. Yeah. And then I'm and then I'm there and now I'm praying and I and I do have that more connected feeling. Mm. So the through through worship, through reading, through maybe memorization of a scripture, or like reading one picking out one verse and just reading it over and over again. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of like meditating on that one verse that can help me to get into God's presence. God is this true about you? Is this true? Help me to learn that this is true about you. I doubt this about you. Will you help me in my unbelief? Yeah. Um, and so I think some of those things are tools that I use. So like there's a whole bunch of different um, disciplines of the faith or like tools that you could use that would just help you to to, to be connected with God and spend some time um, yeah. with him. So it doesn't have to just look like quiet, solitude, prayer, although that is a great part. Yeah. There's more. I think that is, I think your, I think your answer is perfect. I love the variety in there. And again, mm-hmm. I think an hour of prayer seems daunting when I have to sit in an empty room by myself and just be like, dear God, um, I'm just going to ramble for an hour. Like Mm -hmm. you can do that and that's okay, right? That is perfect. But the variety of how you pray is so beautiful, right? For me, like if I'm praying for an hour, I'm going to break it up into chunks. I am. I'm going to pray all the thoughts and all the things that are on my head and my heart first. I'm just going to start with like what we would label prayer, right? Like God, Mm -hmm. hey, here's some things that are going on in my life. Here's some things that I need. I'm just going to like verbally express all that I want to to God, but I recognize that that's probably at best 15 minutes, right? If there's a lot going on in my life, I'm probably going to make it 15 minutes. I'm going to be like, crap, I got 45 minutes to go. What the mm-hmm. heck? I love, I'm going to turn some worship music on and I'm going to sing and 
I might even get up and dance and raise my hands. Like I'm a weirdo. Like when the music comes on, it moves me, right? And it moves my heart, my body, my hands. Like I'm a passionate guy. And so I'm just going to engage in worship. And then I'm probably going to change postures again. I'm going to grab like a notebook or I'm going to grab my laptop and I'm going to write some things out right? I do like some version, especially in an hour of writing some things down, because I think it's really important to have a record of what you're asking God for and be able to come back to it and be like, yo, God did this, mm-hmm. right? And, and, and not, I'm not even talking about like the major things. I'm talking about small things like, God, I, I, I want to feel better, right? Like I'm praying right now. I don't know if you can hear it, but I don't feel good. I haven't <laughs> felt good in a week. And honestly, one of my prayers right now is God, I want to. I want to. I want to feel better. Mm-hmm. Guess what's going to happen? I'm going to go. I, probably in a week, I'm going to feel better, and I'm never going to think God answered that prayer. I'm just going to be like, oh, duh. That's what. That's what happens in life. I made it through. I yeah. made it through. Like I powered through. Thank you for my. <laughs> thank you, Drew. My body. It must have been yeah. that vitamin C I drank, or yeah. it must have been that Mucinex that I took. Yeah. Actually, God just granted my request. Right. Like, and so like. I love this idea of like making prayer different in different segments. That's how I would do it. Yeah, I would. I love this too. And there's so many ways to vary it. So I would also add like varying place, yeah. you know. So <clears throat> I love getting away from the distractions. Yeah. I mean, it's, I, I can do it in the winter up just, just to go on walks or hikes. Right, and that time is me alone with God and talking, talking with God. But I'm out in nature. I'm away from you know the laptop or whatever, you know, you know is distracting me. Or to I've often gone to like a picnic table in in a park, mm-hmm. you know, and I've got my you know journal out or whatever. But I'm just away. Uh, but uh, and the other thing too is writing helps me. So it's I will stay a lot more engaged. You know, especially my longer times in prayer are almost always assisted by just writing, mm. writing my prayers, writing a letter to God, mm. right? That's what I'm going to do. It keeps my mind focused and structured, you know, a little bit. It also gives me something I can, you know, can look back on. Yeah. But, um, and you, you know, we talked about prayer and scripture being separate, and that's kind of false. So we definitely, we want to take, uh, the scriptures to our prayers, yeah. right? Oh, yeah. So there's nothing wrong with praying other people's prayers, especially if you're praying Jesus's prayers or <laughs> Paul's right. prayers or David's prayers, you know, in the Psalms. Um, so taking prayer to the scripture, but also in our scripture reading time, I mean, just making that prayerful. Yeah. You know, I'm just trying to say, you know, is this my heart? Is this what I'm thinking? Yeah. You, know, you know, entering into it. But yeah, guys, there's so much, so many things to vary, Sure, you know, you know, and keep it, you know, keep it engaged. Yeah. I love that stuff. I was even talking to some of the other staff. I mean, Scott Bixby has a app called the inner room. He loves it. I think he said he's been using it for a couple of years. I've not used it, but he loves it. He uses it. Um, there's a book, I can see it. <laughs> I don't know if you guys can see it called face to face by Kenneth Boa. Jason DeGraff loves that book. Cause it's just full of scriptures, full of things to pray about, mm. and it just guides his prayers. So lean on to others. Yeah. You know, there's other people who've blazed trails and yes. follow them, you know, you know, in it. I just, uh, anyway, so many things to have um, variety about. Well, Drew, I was a little shocked that you hated 
a verse. I think <laughs> it's probably time for you to fess up on what other verses you hate. <laughs> Which verse was it you hated? Without me, you can do nothing. Uh, apart from me, you can do apart nothing. Me, you can do yeah. nothing. Yeah. I mean, I hate it because it's true. That's uh-huh. that's the part I hate. Right? Like, it's just I want to be able to do something on my own. I'm independent. I'm prideful. Like, on a, yeah. I mean, yeah. if hate can be a good thing. It what it is a good thing, you know. Yeah. yeah. But yes, I, I I probably do hate other verses like that. Um, but yeah. Michelle, confession's good for the soul. What do you hate? <laughs> I told them earlier, I was like, I hate the verse that says that women shall be saved through childbirth because I don't understand. Um, there's some things in the Bible that we just I just do not fully understand. Yeah. 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 I would even throw out there if you don't have verses you hate, I don't think you're reading your Bible. Okay. Because honestly, if you just agree with everything, that is a you're pretty amazing that or that's just pretty surfacy or you're you're pretty blind because that you know the bible is it's always going to challenge us yeah and especially when i do like through the bible reading plans i mean there's parts of the old testament that i still you know i i, I wrestle with there's just you know hard things in there just about you know the wrath of god and hard things that happen and stuff so it's just like yeah there's all kinds of things i would snip out of my bible wasn't it thomas jefferson he snipped all the miracles out he didn't like miracles okay. so what a, i mean how can you not like the miracles i don't know i don't know he was a, he was a scientist a deist whatever i don't know but he was yeah he was way off base but um yeah no i do think yeah there's thing there's things i would cut out of the bible and yet I'm going to say, I got to trust that God has a reason for it, right? I mean, maybe I won't understand it until heaven. Maybe others can explain it to me. Maybe I'll grow. That's where prayer enters your Bible reading time. Yes, absolutely. (laughs) You need the Holy Spirit. You stop understanding. Prayer should be a part of that Bible reading. Well, that's the whole point of prayer, right? Like, because you, you might not. You trust the person of the Bible, mm-hmm. right? There's the relationship. Not the pages, right? right? And so if there was no relationship, there's moments in the Bible you, where you would say, oh, if I don't, I don't know. know the person, I'm not going to believe this. Yeah. But when you understand and you spend time and commune with the God of the Bible, you have no problem as you get to know him, understanding and realizing that he is good mm-hmm. and what he does is good. And you might not be able to justify it in your human brain, but when you know the God of the Bible, you know he can. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, we don't need an answer. We just need to trust. I was reading The Hiding Place a few weeks back, and Corey Ten Boom talks about this time when she's a little girl, and there was some question that came up, it might have been about sex or something, a little girl, and her father said, um, try to pick up that suitcase over there, and she couldn't pick it up. And she said, there are some truths that are too heavy for you right now that you're not ready for. Let me carry them for you. And just think of our father, and we trust him. There are some truths that are too heavy for us. Let us let him carry them, and we'll see, you know, see where we get. But again, it all focuses around where you took us, Drew, where it's about 
a relationship. It's yeah. about the person yeah. on the other side of those prayers. Yeah. Uh, one resource, if anybody's interested, uh, my community group's been reading through a book called Praying Like Monks, Living Like Fools. It's been really? largely good. Uh, <laughs> it's just so funny. Do, I was do you facilitating have some, Are there portions you I, hate? Yes. I was facilitating <laughs> growth this week, and I, I thought one chapter was just slightly more confusing than I wanted prayer to be. Um, but uh-huh. what the book does so well is go through and talk about different types of prayers like how do we pray for people that aren't are don't believe that don't have faith mm. how do we ask god for things how do we remember that god is mighty and not put him in a box mm. how do we you know go to god in praise and thanksgiving and so like different kinds of ways to pray um so as you're going through you, you know your content this way if you're trying to do this prayer pray for an hour pray for 30 minutes pray for seven minutes and you're struggling to figure out what to pray that's a really good resource mm. um that can teach you a little bit more about different kinds of prayers um, and different ways to engage with your, you know, your communing with God. Well, Drew, hopefully we didn't steal everything that's in the rest of the series here, but uh, there's stuff ahead, right? What's what's down the road for this series? So next week we'll look at the prayer Jesus prayed that I would Mm. assume we know very well. So Jesus is going to teach us how we should pray. Mm Mm-hmm. Excellent, excellent. Well, do come back for that. I certainly will. Great having you. Hope we see you again next week for a little better.